September 20, 2022 hybrid in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman and I'm the commission president. We will start with announcements. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall Room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 899-4109-9530. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator and masks are available upon request at any of the city hall entrances. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 899-4109-9530 or by calling 1-669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you're asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you're also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during the public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note the commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGov TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. Commission Secretary Lang, let's do the roll call. President Blyman? Here. Vice President Camino? Here. Commissioner Falzon? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. And Commissioner Wong? Here. All right, we're here. The first order of business is the consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Uh, do we have a motion to adopt the resolution? Can we vote no for that? You're allowed to, yes. <laughs> See what happens. We'll have to immediately turn off all the Zoom. I know. I, that's my motivation. And then you won't have a quorum. And we go home. I'll, I'll, I'll sec. I'll, uh, raise, I'll, I'll raise the motion. That's a good question. All right. Is there any uh, public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comment for this item. All right. We can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Comino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Wong? Aye. Well, I didn't realize we'd lose our two commissioners. Yeah, it's over. We all go home. So that's a good move. Thanks. Um, it has been approved. The next agenda item is number two, which is general public comment. Uh, this is for any members of the public who wish to speak on an item that is not listed on the agenda tonight. Would anybody like to speak on something not on the agenda? Uh, there appears to be no public comment. 
All right, we will close public comment. The next agenda item is number three, approval of the minutes for August 16th, 2022 commission meeting. Um, and I will ask if we have a motion to approve the August 16th, 2022 commission meeting minutes. <clears throat> any motion? I move to approve. Uh, second. All right, is there any public comment on the meeting minutes from that date? There are no public comments. Okay, then we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, the meeting minutes have been approved. The next agenda item is number four, which is a report from Executive Director Wyland. Thank you, President Blyman, and good evening, commissioners, both present in person and on Zoom. We're uh, all happy to see you in whichever form. Um, I have several updates this evening, uh, the first of which is just calling attention to um, an email that I sent to all of you last week um, outlining all of our uh, commission goals and priorities for this fiscal year. Uh, these were compiled in response to our in-person retreat this year that we found very productive. And they were helped uh, to be finalized um, along with Ben Van Houten and OEWD and my supervisor in the city administrator's office. And so those are now actually sent all the way up to the mayor's office as our goals for this year and our priorities. And so you'll see an attachment of those outline for all of you, but I'd rather have you defer to the email that I sent last week because that outlines each of your roles in that process and your roles in um, moving uh, some of these priorities forward in the next year within your working groups. And so the biggest takeaway for all of you is that you should have received an email from May just this afternoon about scheduling ongoing working group meetings for those that you are chairing. Um, so Vice President Camino already has a standing meeting, so she did not receive that email. However, Commissioner Thomas and President Blyman need to work with May to figure out the best days for them, and we will then work within your working group teams to make sure that other members of those teams are also available and will get those scheduled and get moving. Um, if you have any questions about those goals and priorities, please do let me know, but I'm feeling pretty excited about them and it's great seeing them all in one place. Um, the next item that I wanted to bring up for all of you, I'm actually going to defer to Dylan, who is on Zoom right now, but this is an update ar around our annual survey. Dylan, you wanna take it away? Sure, can you hear me? Yep. Great, good evening, commissioners. Just a quick update that we are preparing to send out another survey to entertainment and nightlife businesses. Um, this will be a follow-up to the last two surveys that went out in 2021 and 2020. Um, a copy of the survey draft is in your folder. Um, so as you know, the economic and social landscape has changed since reopening. So the purpose of the survey is to gather the feedback from our local businesses to understand the continued impacts of the pandemic on the industry, uh, their latest needs and challenges, and their priorities for continued recovery. So ultimately, the plan is to use the data to inform our strategies for a full recovery of the industry. Thank you to President Lyman and Vice President Camino and Director Weiland and Ben Van Houten, wherever you are, for um, helping us uh, design the content for this, um, this year's iteration of the survey. 
Um, the survey is currently being translated into Spanish and Chinese. We'll go out by the beginning of next week. If you have any questions, let me know. Wow, that was a great update. Any questions for Dylan? Okay, we will keep moving on. So third update for you all. Um, I included a copy of the job posting in my director's folder, um, but I just wanted to call attention. You may have seen in our newsletter, we are actively recruiting right now for a part-time junior sound inspector to join our compliance team. So we have one full-time sound inspector and two part-time sound inspectors that are in the field supporting and regulating all of our nightlife establishments. Um, in a moment, you'll hear from Deputy Director Azevedo around her compliance update that she gives twice monthly. She manages this team, as all of you are aware, um, but they do the great work of ensuring all of our businesses are supported in the field and that we're able to respond to complaints in real time whenever possible. So if you have anyone that you want to send this job posting to, we strongly encourage it. It's also a great way to get your foot in the door in city government, and we are a um, enthusiastic department to work for, I would say. We're very small, and we like to have fun and get things done, and obviously a prerequisite is that you also um, enjoy entertainment and want to support um, a thriving entertainment that's also responsible in San Francisco. So that is that position. Um, again, it's going to be posted online through Friday, September 30th. It, it goes down at 5 p.m. Um, last update for you all this evening um, is a compliance update. Um, so let me pull up the information here. Um, so since our last hearing on September 8th, uh, 2022, we met with the manager who is also the son of the owner of Stratos Nightclub on Ocean Avenue near San Jose Avenue. Um, you would have seen this permit application come as a change of ownership in the last few years. Um, it's been very, very quiet for many years, and I think that coming back into COVID, there has been a lot more programming. So suffice it to say, we met with Cesar Montesinos um, due to an aggravated assault with a gun uh, that occurred on the sidewalk in front of the premises of Stratos on September 4th at 1.40 a.m. Um, we're, uh, we met with the, the business owner again on September 8th, and it was Caitlin and I, along with someone from the city attorney's office and Ingleside Police Station Captain Derek Liu. Um, we discussed the incident, what occurred that evening, and our concerns with conditions regarding the security plan. So in response, we did two swift actions. One was that we issued a director's order for a revised security plan with several specific added security conditions. Um, and since then, Caitlin has been working hand in hand with the permit holder to ensure the business comes into compliance within the period of time they're required to, uh, which actually will be this Thursday, September 22nd. Um, so we're going to be revisiting the business this weekend to check on compliance with that security plan. We also issued a 72-hour suspension for public safety that went into effect the entire weekend following um, the incident. The business owner at that time um, decided to close completely instead of just shuttering the entertainment for the weekend, which we thought was a responsible action. 
Um, and this past weekend, SFPD visited the location uh, and they let us know that the business was actually under occupancy. They had roped off the gas station down the block that's been problematic for gathering. They had good line control and they had cooperative and present management. So those are all good updates. We will keep you apprised. And again, we'll go out this weekend to check on compliance. Uh, my final note on that is that we have also been briefing and updating Supervisor Safai's office because there have been neighbor concerns that the office has been managing around this business. Um, do you have any questions around this or any of our other updates? Okay. All right, I do not have any questions. Is there any public comment on Executive Director Weiland's report? There are no public comments. Um, okay, in that case, we will close that agenda item and move on. Uh, the next uh, agenda item is number five, which is a report from Deputy Director Azevedo. Thanks, President Blyman. Good evening, Commissioners. Um, <clears throat> one thing I want to call out to you is that in the Google spreadsheet, there are two sheets for the enforcement, and there it's sheet two that I'll be referring to, so as, if you want to follow along. Um, I have a large update for you. We have received 146 complaints since our last hearing, um, which was about a month ago, and so I'm going to run through this. Happy to answer any questions for you as they... Caitlin, can I just ask you? Yeah. What's the difference between one and two? Uh, I've been looking at one the whole time. There's a more updated version on two. Okay, thanks. And we'll be... I'll be applicable to this that. report. Yeah. Thank you. It was an error on my behalf. No, no, no worries. <laughs> One shouldn't be there. I shouldn't have, I should have paid attention. The first update I for, have for you is about Club Wazima, which is located at 543 Divis. So you're going to see this business listed on the report a number of times tonight, and I want to kind of tell you the story here. So this is a longstanding establishment that's held a POE permit for over two decades and historically has hosted jazz musicians like Billie Holiday on a small stage in the back, dating back as far as the 40s. Despite its rich history in our uh, live music scene, Wazima's entertainment for the past several years has been really minimal and contained primarily to the front and middle of the premises uh, closest to the Divisadero street side. During that time, we have not received any complaints about the business. However, as Wazima reopened after COVID restrictions lifted, the business began having uh, more entertainment much more frequently, utilizing the stage in the back of the business. The folks who submitted a complaint about Club Wazima have been neighbors for the business to the business for over 15 years and they have a relationship with them um, and with the recent uptick in Wazima's entertainment programming the neighbors have been impacted by sound and so they reached out to our office for some guidance so in response to the neighbors complaints inspector Fiorentino has visited the business um, on his second visit during a DJ performance he was invited invited into the neighbor's home to listen to the volume and he observed excessive bass levels. Um, I think it's important to note that the neighbor is separated from the business by about a five-foot alleyway, so they are not adjoining buildings, um, but they are in fact very close to the stage area in the back of the business. Inspector Fiorentino and Senior Inspector Zavrina have visited the business a number of times now, and the owners have been really receptive to the situation. Our first recourse was setting a sound limit because their permit didn't have one. Uh, we have also since learned that they do not have their own sound system, but rather the DJs bring in their own speakers. So as you know, this makes it challenging to set a limit since the configuration can change with each performer, and in turn makes it challenging for the owners to take accurate measurements from a sound meter app. This past weekend, Inspector Fiorentino responded to a 311 complaint when he took a sound measurement. It was slightly above their approved limit. 
He worked with the DJ to bring the volume down, and then he went into the neighbor's home to listen, and he could still hear prominent bass even when they were in compliance with their sound limit. Inspector Fiorentino observed that patrons were unhappy with the compliant volumes once the DJ turned it down. So we believe that this business would greatly benefit from some soundproofing in their back room so that they can operate at a more desirable volume while also not causing uh, some compatibility issues with their neighbors. Lastly, I just learned that Mark Rennie is assisting the business in moving, moving forward, and I have also reached out to Supervisor Preston's office to brief his staff because this is a legacy business. The next update is about the ramp, which is located at 855 Terry Francois Boulevard. The ramp holds a jam permit for their outdoor entertainment. At our July 19th hearing, I shared with you that we issued them a citation for operating above their sound limit because they were only monitoring their A-weighted volume. Uh, when we visited again on August 21st, inspectors of Rena encountered the same issue where a different manager was monitoring the sound limit, but only their A-weight. And as we know, it's the C-weight that causes the complaints. Uh, inspectors have re-educated re the manager on how to monitor their levels correctly, and then we did issue another citation for this occurrence. And I've also followed up with the port about these uh, two citations. The next business to update you on is Outre. I think it's French, and I'm probably not saying that correctly, but it's located at 1787 Union Street. This was previously the brickyard, um, but the premises has never held an entertainment permit from our office. I just want to flag this for you because it came on my radar last year when the new owner contacted me about obtaining an entertainment permit, knowing that they have a condition on their liquor license that explicitly says that they cannot have entertainment which includes a DJ at the location. I let the owner know that they'd have to petition to have the liquor license condition removed before they could move forward with us. Uh, so fast forward to about a month ago when I heard from the Northern Station permit officer about this business causing a lot of problems for the neighbors, including their entertainment activity. Inspector Fiorentino visited the location, and while nobody was DJing, he did observe full DJ equipment. Uh, the manager he spoke to assured him that they don't have entertainment, but rather they hire music managers to play music using their DJ equipment. And while they control the volume, they don't mix the music or use a microphone. Um, Inspector Fiorentino advised the manager that our office would definitely consider this entertainment. And since that visit, we have gone back, but they were closed. So we are not actively receiving complaints about them having entertainment and have not revisited, but I am in contact with Officer Walsh at Northern Station. And I'm just flagging this for you in case it comes up again in the future. The next update is about Adobe Books, which is at 3130 24th Street. They hold an LLP permit from our office, and over the last several months, I've been in touch with the permit holder intermittently about a handful of complaints, but the cause of the concern has really primarily been their door being open during entertainment. So both Inspector Fiorentino and Zavrina have educated their staff on site about this, and I've also told the permit holder directly that they have to have their door closed during entertainment uh, per the good neighbor policy. So at our visit on September 2nd, in response to a 311 complaint, the door was open during a performance and the staff on site were not aware it needed to be closed. So we issued an NOV for the occurrence. Three more. Vico Cavone is located at 4248 18th Street. The business holds a jam permit from our office. We visited them a couple times in response to a neighbor complaint. And when senior inspectors of Rena went on the September 4th, went on September 4th. He observed them in violation of their jam permit. Their outdoor DJ was operating in excess of their approved sound limit and their tables and chairs were blocking the sidewalk so as not to allow a clear path of travel. Uh, we issued an NOV for the occurrence of, and I, we issued an NOV for the occurrence and when inspectors of Rena revisited on September 18th, he observed them in compliance with their outdoor amplified sound levels. 
Uh, for Oracle Park, you're all likely aware that there were two large concerts uh, two weeks ago. On Wednesday, September 7th, Def Leppard and Motley Crue played, and Thursday, September 8th, it was Lady Gaga. Between the two shows, we, re we, we received 30 311 complaints, two emails, and a voicemail uh, complaining about the volume. In response, I shared all of the complaints with Oracle Park, and I asked them to send me a message that I could email to the 17 complainants who provided me with an email address. Their message included an email address for a staff person uh, at Oracle that the neighbors can contact if they have questions or concerns, along with their hotline that's active during the concerts. And I did confirm uh, that the, this hotline is the same number for all shows, so it's not a, a rotating hotline number. And then the last update I have for you is about Jolene's, which is at 2700 16th Street. Inspector Fiorentino responded to a 311 complaint on September 18th at 1240 a.m. When he arrived, he could audibly hear the music outside the building, even with their doors closed. He took a sound measurement, which showed them operating at 118 dBC, and their allowable C-weighted limit is 100. So they were 18 decibels above their allowed limit. Uh, there were no management or employees on site who are aware of their approved sound limit, but he was able to get the DJ to turn the volume down to be in compliance. So we issued an NOV for the occurrence, and we are in conversation with the owner about setting a new sound limit. And I am happy to answer any questions if you have them. Um, I do have a question about Kapwa Gardens. It looks like they were on this list about 12 times. Mm -hmm. And so is is a lot of these complaints coming from the same neighbor, or is it coming from multiple neighbors in the area? We've identified that it's coming from three complainants, um, and I'm in conversation with two of them directly. I had about a 45-minute call with them on Thursday to address their concerns. Um, you'll notice that many of the complaints are clustered, so they kind of come in in groups all around the same exact time sort of repeating themselves. Um, and we have been responsive. Our latest visit was on September 10th, and we did respond within two and a half hours of the last complaint coming in. Um, and we did take a sound measurement, which demonstrated them operating in compliance with their allowable limit. Um, so there has been much ongoing conversation between myself, Director Wyland, and the neighbors. Um, and we're ensuring that Capital Gardens is adhering to all of their permit conditions. Okay, thank you. I, I did want to just point out Halcyon, because I see they've popped up here twice, but in both occasions they were actually closed. Mm. I think that's worthy of noting. Sure. Uh, uh, the owner was able to provide time-stamped images of their security cameras that demonstrated them completely closed at the time of the complaint. Which was an intelligent added condition that you all put on their permit. Mm. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> they, should, they should be thanking us. Um, <laughs> It did help them in this yeah. case. I, I never recovered from world-class entertainment. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, was there uh, one of the commissioners on the online? Did you have a comment to make? Sorry. Yeah, that was me. Just about the Oracle Park concerts, I was also, I mean, A, I could hear it. I could hear Lady Gaga in my living room. Um, not loud enough to be like an actual concert, just and loud enough to be really annoying. Uh, and was also feeling calls from some of my friends and neighbors saying, aren't you supposed to be doing something about this? And I do <laughs> that. Oh, I told them all to call 311. <laughs> um, uh, I knew that there was supposed to be a hotline number, but it wasn't, I couldn't locate it like hmm. anywhere 
online through Oracle Park or the Giants or anything, is that number more easily accessible somewhere else? Um, or is there another way to get that hotline number out? Also, you know, I imagine people who did have that hotline number were calling it, but that didn't seem to have any impact, especially the second night after people were complaining the first night. What, aside from having an email and a hotline, like what more can we do? And did the folks at Oracle have any more of an explanation uh, for why the sound was so loud two nights in a row? I can speak to the question about the hotline. Um, so I did encourage them to publish that more widely. I know that they're doing next door posting and that they have, um, an advisory that goes out to their like listserv. And I encourage them to include the hotline number in that moving forward, especially now that it is remaining the same move. You know, it's not changing. I think it actually was changing for all the concerts and now it is one hotline. Um, I also suggested that they expand their next door advertising like the footprint because clearly there were complaints happening up in Twin Peaks and all throughout the city that were um, hearing the sound. So those two things we know are going to happen. Um, and I'm happy to share with you the email that, you know, I sent out on behalf of Oracle Park, Commissioner Thomas, if that's something of interest to you to read that. I don't know if Director Welland, you have any. I would also just say that I, um, a part of that response that Oracle Park puts out um, says that they'll take into account collecting information around complaints and sound issues. And so it is within your purview as commissioners to invite them for an update if you'd like. Um, I think the way that we've thought about this in the past has really, I mean, and it's been a, a long time since there has been a, a loud concert there. So that's, that's another the thing. Beyonce concert. Yep. I mean, you know, they've had concerts since Beyonce, but yeah, this is the first one that's general that right. has been audible here. And I'm like, I'm on the other side of Potrero Hill. From yeah. Them. Um, so, you know, I really shouldn't be hearing it if I live. But like, room. interestingly, the people that live closer to the ballpark were not hearing it. So it's just such Actually, a way I did. I you, mean, you did headquarters, which is just a couple blocks away i'm behind yeah. ballistic glass and i thoroughly enjoyed both concerts <laughs> <laughs> well i couldn't see it but but and i didn't get quite pounding yeah. but i recognized each song maybe uh, we you know get a lot of work maybe done. we want to request an update i think that you know it tends to be like one to two shows a year that really cause this lot of a disturbance but well i think commissioner thomas raises some good points a thought that i did have would it be possible for us to give that number or the email address to 311 since we always know when that's a good point it's a good point and then at least yeah it, takes, it gives them a tool because mm -hmm. i know they get stressed we out. we can easily do that calls. that's a good good idea and then the other thing i was curious since we've opened this topic is so if you call oracle what are they saying i mean are they just humoring people or just i mean i'm just curious what their response would be like yeah. if you called them and said hey you're blowing up my living room mm-hmm do we have any idea what they say? I'm thinking we might need to call ourselves next time and figure that out. Probably should have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, like I'm, I live on Potrero Hill. I'm on the Potrero Hill next door. I, after my, well, my brother-in-law called to complain about it to me. Um, and I couldn't find anything that they, that the Giants had posted 
on next door about hmm. this. Just a lot of people complaining about the noise. I, 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 I did see the next door posts. Same. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, but I'm, I do think there are a lot of good suggestions here and also just making sure that that phone number is more widely available. Um, and just, yeah, but I guess, it, you know, appreciating Lieutenant Falzone's question, like what happens when people call that mm -hmm. hotline? Did they just say, sorry, uh, you know, mm -hmm. sorry, it's too loud. Or do they actually take some action to turn down the sound or otherwise mitigate it? And then, you know, I know that the conversation after that Beyonce concert was that some of it was just sort of the weather and the way the clouds were, but the, you know, the weather was very different for this, for these two nights. Um, is it really a weather issue or is it a sort of a sound design and amplification in the ballpark issue um, that could be, yeah, mitigated somehow? I quite frankly don't know how it could be mitigated, um, but we can discuss more um, and try to get creative just because of the fact that some of these very, very large performers that they have, like Lady Gaga, they sign riders with them that they want to be at certain DB levels that are essentially supposed to be compliant with their entertainment permit. But when in true operation, it's sounding like it's getting to places where it shouldn't be. And so um, them being able to actually lower the sound while a performer like Lady Gaga is performing would put them out of compliance with their contract. And it's not something that any large operating stadium that does outdoor concerts in America can do. So those are just things to bear in mind. It's, it's really a challenging one for us to, um, for us to mitigate. So, you know, I don't want to belabor it, but I would just add, I, and I keep thinking what commissioner Thomas is saying. I do think there's an opportunity for them to evaluate I'm assuming the, the speaker configuration varies because I know there was a time when we were getting calls from the East Bay and that doesn't seem to happen anymore that I'm at least this event was strictly San Francisco calls it appears. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, the speaker configuration greatly varies depending on the artist. Yes. But mm -hmm. I am thinking that the stadium itself could start developing best practices where speakers work best if they start studying the complaint ratio to the speaker. Because yeah. I have a feeling they could find a sweet spot that could be better. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. We all know that. These are epic events that mm -hmm. the city is elected to take on. Um, well, it's been quite some time since we've had a discussion about sound with them that's well, been deeper. Two, so two years of COVID. Yeah. There hasn't been much going on out there. So happy to. We can circle up with Roscoe and check in. But it might be just interesting if they... I, I even wonder, are they even tracking speaker locations for each event? But anyway, I, we, I don't want to belabor it, but I think there's some good opportunities here. All right, further questions? Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comments for this item. All right, we will close this agenda item. The next agenda item is number six. Um, so I went with my daughter yesterday to Green Apple Books, or I went uh, to get my daughter a book, and we ended up getting the, a book called The BFG, which is short for The Big Friendly Giant. It's about a giant who wanders the streets at night and blows dreams into your ears. We have our own BFG here. He's a BFB, The Big Friendly Beard. 
and he's here to blow some dreams into our ears about recovering from COVID for our nightlife sector. Thank you, Mr. Ben Van Houten. Wow, you really pulled that off. <laughs> that, uh, th thank you, uh, commissioners. Uh, th thank you, President Blyman. I, I wasn't, I got real nervous when you started out on that journey, but, uh, but it ended up okay. Uh, good evening, uh, Ben Van Houten from the Office of Economic and Workforce Development with a uh, update, short update for you all. Um, we've been talking a lot about state legislation during these updates, and we are finally at the end of the state, or approaching the end of the state legislative year. Uh, the governor has until the end of the month to sign or veto legislation. There are, at this point, uh, two bills that, that, that we are uh, closely following that are on his desk, uh, SB 793, which would uh, create a music venue type of liquor license, and then also SB 1116, which I have not discussed previously at these commission hearings. Um, it, it arrived on my radar uh, relatively later, but would create a new uh, grant program for both uh, nonprofit performing arts organizations, but also fiscally <coughs> sponsored organizations, uh, grants tied to their payroll expenses. So if that is signed, that is certainly something to uh, monitor and see how uh, members of our entertainment community can access that fund. Uh, and then there's a laundry list on this slide of items that did not move forward this year or that stopped at some point in the process, either due to uh, uh, failing in a vote on the assembly floor like the 4 a.m. legislation did, or other items uh, were uh, stalled in committee or amended out of legislation in committee. So, you know, a number of different uh, ideas related to nightlife, related to economic recovery, um, left on the cutting room floor at this point. A couple of ABC updates um, relevant to the sector. Um, on Friday afternoon, ABC released its draft regulations on alcohol service in non-contiguous areas. Um, so the idea is that currently businesses with parklets, uh, uh, parking lots not connected to the venue, are using temporary pandemic permits to serve alcohol. Um, what ABC released on Friday is their proposed regulations to, to serve as a template, I think, acknowledging how many businesses are likely to apply across the state to extend their premises uh, permanently into these areas. So ABC released this framework. Um, there is a public comment period that is open right now. There's gonna be a hearing uh, on November 1st. Um, still digging into those those proposed regulations and how they would align or, or maybe in some cases not totally align with our shared spaces uh, program. So I think um, you know more to come on that, but would really encourage anybody in the industry, anybody with a uh, uh, parklet or other sort of outdoor uh, shared space to, to look at those regulations and, and really unpack whether to what extent uh, the proposal around alcohol service. So, so for example, there's a part of the proposal is that uh, alcohol service into a parklet could only be done by a member of the business, that you couldn't traverse from inside the business to the parklet uh, as a patron with an alcoholic beverage. It would require uh, service into the parklet. So things like that are really um, uh, important to, to uh, uh, consider during this uh, regulatory review period. Oh, and then also, sorry, the last item on this slide, uh, Responsible Beverage Service Certification, the RBS training program. Um, uh, businesses and uh, alcohol servers and managers were supposed to all be trained and certified uh, by the end of August. And um, so that, that is uh, a, 
a deadline that is passed, but still encouraging everyone if you haven't gotten uh, RBS trained or if for new applicants or for new employees into the industry uh, that have to be trained within the first 60 days of their employment. Couple local updates. Um, there was a Chronicle article a little while back on uh, exploring whether San Francisco needs a nightmare. And um, in a response to that discussion, uh, Supervisor Dorsey called for a hearing around how to better support the nightlife sector and, and whether a, a nightmare style model, um, which is really, I think, um, more of a European style model would make sense in San Francisco. Um, we don't have a, a specific timeline on when that hearing uh, will happen, but certainly when it does happen, looking forward to uh, working with the Entertainment Commission and, and other uh, city stakeholders on, on talking about the work that we do, on the, the opportunities to support that work and to support this sector uh, further moving forward. Hey, hey Ben, can, I'm not familiar with that term. What does it mean, nightmare? Um, it, it originated in Amsterdam, where there is a, uh, a member of the public is actually elected by a, there's sort of, it's, it's kind of a quasi business improvement district, but there's, a, there's also a, a public facing vote. Um, the club, the club industry votes um, to create a position that works with city government to, as a liaison on nightlife, but is not a city official um, in, in different cities. They're, they're really, you know, including how we interface with the sector here in San Francisco, there's I think 50, over 40 different permutations. Some are in government, some are out of government. Um, so that's that's where that uh, that's where that kind of concept um, uh, originates from. Although I, I you know, I, I don't think that that the term nightmare is is sort of popularly buzzy, but I don't find it very you know effective in describing yeah what actually the work does. Thank you. Um, the other item on here, uh, Supervisor Dorsey is sponsoring legislation that is part uh, planning code reorganization, but would also uh, do a lot to support entertainment and other small business uses in south of market zoning districts. This is something that was originally introduced by then Supervisor Haney shortly before he left the board, and that Supervisor Dorsey is, uh, is now championing. Um, that legislation should be coming to the Planning Commission in the next uh, uh, few weeks or, or month, and um, uh, looking forward to continuing to, to, to share information about it with all of you. I think it's um, makes a lot of really positive steps forward in terms of planning code and, and entertainment and south of market. Uh, finally, another plug for the Shared Spaces program. The pandemic era program ends March 31st of next year, and applications for the legislative program are due November 1. Uh, the Shared Spaces team is constantly putting out new information. There's another training, I believe, on Thursday for architects and contractors around how to build compliant shared spaces. Um, there are lists of people who have taken that training before on their website. There are uh, PSA videos and, um, and webinars happening all the time. So a lot of outreach is being done to uh, help folks prepare to come into compliance and to apply for the, the legislated program for shared spaces. And then uh, just to highlight a couple of grant opportunities that have come up uh, since we last uh, spoke. First of all, SF Shines has, um, our SF Shines program has two components, two different grant components, one of which is a design services grant, which provides free drawings and design services from an architect or services from a graphic designer, um, especially for, for the, the people who need professionally drawn plans. Uh, having that access to an, to an architect is uh, free of charge is really, um, really invaluable. 
table. So I encourage folks to look at that. And then there is the complimentary construction funds grant for up to $5,000 to complete construction projects and purchase new equipment. The shared spaces equity grants have also reopened um, for another uh, cycle that's up to $2,500 uh, to support bringing a shared space into compliance. And the Office of Small Business has a great resource page collecting all the different grant opportunities available. Um, finally, a couple of data points that I don't want to uh, uh, focus on too much, but they, um, they, they popped up in doing some review of um, statistics for the annual report work that the commission is doing. Um, this is the number of nightlife businesses in San Francisco. Again, that's restaurants, bars, music venues, art galleries, uh, mapped from 2010 to 2021, obviously um, a... a drop in 2020 and then a, a more significant drop in 2021 after years of steady steady growth uh, for the uh, uh, 10 years prior to that. The, the drop-off is more notable, uh, obviously, when it comes to employment within the industry, just a, a really uh, sharp, sharp drop in 2020, which, which is not a surprise. Um, and then into uh, 2021, a slight, uh, a slight increase there. Those are annualized numbers from the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, there are other data sources that are, that are more current, but um, you know, each, each data source has its own uh, challenges, but would be happy to uh, continue to um, provide data points, or if you, if you all have ideas of, of specific data points or specific ways to, to benchmark the industry's health, I'd be more than happy to you know, talk about those, dig into to what would be helpful for this commission moving forward. And that uh, wraps up my presentation, but happy to answer any questions. I, I got one thought, but I think yeah. you already know this, but I think a very easy way to um, look at our pattern is just bundling the liquor licenses because that data is so readily available on their site. Mm -hmm. We could go year by year, just flag the licenses we're interested in, and it's very contemporary. That, that might be the, the most accurate snapshot. Not everyone has liquor, but it would give us a, a really powerful trend. Mm -hmm. We could always talk offline about that, but I don't think you need my help. That, that sounds great, Commissioner. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, any further questions? Commissioner Wong has, a, has her hand up. Hi. Um, I just wanted to quickly inquire about this nightlife mayor point. I thought the article that flagged um, the possible need for a nightlife mayor in our city was kind of misinformed and didn't and lacking in understanding about the scope and scale of what we do in the city. And I'm while I applaud Supervisor Dorsey's interest in advocating for nightlife. I um, am just curious as to what kind of outreach we are doing to help elucidate for him the role we've played in this space. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Happy to, to defer to Director Weiland too, but I think, you know, as this um, it's it's been it's been great to work with his office on the um, on the SOMA zoning legislation and some of the real positive steps happening there. I think as the you know, if when this hearing gets scheduled, it'll provide, I think, more of a more of a roadmap to um, to really drill into to what would be most effective in terms of sharing that kind of information. I also think that you know the work on the annual report mm -hmm. and um, is a really uh, yeah. Sorry, Maggie, do you want to yeah, yeah. from there? 
Um, essentially, we did speak with uh, Supervisor Dorsey's office and legislative aid immediately after the article um, and did just a lot of information sharing about the existing departments doing this work. Um, and I know that Ben would never want to be called nightmare, but he is considered um, a nightmare amongst our <laughs> amongst friends. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> amongst our colleagues across the nation who do this work, and so it's just a different it's a different way of thinking about it. Um, and we are preparing, as Ben said, and making sure that we have an annual report. Although we're not calling it that because it's going to be a three year report covering this whole COVID time period. And so we're hopeful that will help elucidate a lot of what we do. Um, when this hearing is scheduled, which we were told just this week, likely not until after November. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. You know, if I could just have one comment, I, I would applaud uh, Supervisor Dorsey in that he's creating dialogue around entertainment. And regardless where you stand on it, I think anytime we're getting flagged, there, there's a silver lining there. And it's getting a very important topic that's a huge part of our economy talked about. So I think that's a good thing. Great, and I look forward to discussing some of these in our in our working group, the recovery working group, which is finally getting off its feet right now, thanks to our new commission secretary, who's holding my feet to the fire, so let's do it. Um, any public comment on Ben's presentation? There are no public comments for this item. All right, we will close this agenda item. Thank you very much, Mr. Van Houten. The next agenda item is number seven, which is hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And Deputy Director Azevedo will introduce the consent agenda first. Thanks, President Blyman. So before I read through our consent agenda, I do want to have, uh, share an update with you. So that's Amore SF needs to continue their application to our next hearing so they have a chance to conduct their neighborhood outreach uh, because it was not completed in advance of tonight's hearing. So you'll need to vote to approve the continuation of their permit to our next hearing on October 4th. So raise the motion. Second. Uh, we do need to take, is this part of the consent agenda? So it was and it was agendized, but we- Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, so is there public comment on moving that agenda item to a further date, a later date. There are no public comments. All right, we can vote. President Blyman. Aye. Commish, uh, Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Fazon. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, so now we can do the consent agenda as it now stands. Great. So we have two limited live performance permits for indoor entertainment on the consent agenda at this evening. Uh, while there was no outright opposition for the application, there was a letter from a neighbor uh, submitted for Aura, uh, and you'll see that in your file. There are two added conditions for permits on the consent agenda. The first is for Aura because it is located within the Polk Street NCD, so their indoor, ent indoor entertainment must end by 10 p.m. Um, and the other is for the vault, which was submitted by SFPD Central Station permit officer, prohibiting them from having DJs as a form of entertainment. The permit applicant spoke with both officers saying and myself about this, and they are totally fine with that condition because it's not part of their programming model. So the staff recommendation for the commission is to vote to approve the consent agenda with the good neighbor policy and the added conditions as applicable. So moved. 
Okay, there is a motion. Seconded. Okay, is there any public comment on any either of the items on the consent agenda? It looks like we do have a commenter. Please uh, speak clearly and state your name first. You have three minutes to comment. Thank you. Commission President and members, my name is Dave Doring. I live in the affected neighborhood and- Can you explain which neighborhood that is? Uh, the the Polk Street neighborhood, I'm sorry, the Polk Street neighborhood. And I'm speaking specifically to Aura. You do have a letter from me in your file. Um, before I start, Commissioner Falzone, congratulations on tomorrow. I had the occasion to visit Malta for 10 days and it's absolutely wonderful. It is an amazing- um, Having said that, I am not opposing ORA's application, but I believe there are background facts that as commission members you should be aware of. As I indicated in my letter, this was a Z's candy store prior to this becoming uh, the bar. There's a small space. As a neighbor who walks by it on a regular basis during renovation, I did not see any installation of a new ventilation system or any installation of soundproofing, and there are residences directly upstairs. I can see there would be a great venue for acoustic performances, and I did not preface my remarks by saying, but I work in a venue which presents live performances, and I am very supportive of live entertainment. So I just wanted to, uh, to encourage the commission to possibly inquire as to what the status of the ventilation is, and I say that because as someone who works in the entertainment industry and walks by routinely at night, every night I have walked by there since this place opened, the front door onto Polk is opened. I don't see any other evidence of any other ventilation for the space. And so if they start presenting live entertainment, I find it hard to believe that the door will remain closed on a routine basis. And I may be getting close to my three minutes, and I don't want to completely run out of time. Um, I understand that the good neighbor policy is incorporated by reference in permits, and I'm glad to know that the 10, uh, 10 p.m. closing limit on music will be a specific permit condition. I think I should stop there. And if you have any questions for me, um, I can try and respond if I do have the information. But as I say, I do not know if they installed ventilation. I do not know if they installed soundproofing. But it seems like those are relevant considerations. Thank you. All right, is there any further comment, public comment on either agenda on the, either item on the consent agenda? Uh, this is public comment for the consent agenda. Uh, the commissioners might decide to pull you off of the consent agenda, in which case you will come up and speak. We will ask that you come up and speak. So first we have to have a discussion. Is that the license? Anybody have comments? Yeah, that's, that's the licensee. Permit applicant, yep. yeah. Permit so um, I do have a couple comments. I know we don't directly respond to public comments, but I do want to reference that um, as far as ventilation, that, that doesn't fall under our purview. No, but it's, he's referencing the health order, uh, which had um, essentially encouraged businesses to um, provide proper ventilation mm -hmm. um, due to COVID. And so through an HVAC system or through um, personal purifiers, and so that's what we've been educating because the first thing they recommend is keeping all of your windows and doors open, right. which is in direct that's conflict. Direct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. So the first question is, do we want to pull this off of consent and put it on the regular agenda? Um, I think it probably bears. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, there's a motion that we pull. And it's been a while since I did this since COVID. Do, do we have to have a vote to do that or we just do it? 
Mm -hmm. We vote. Yeah, you have to vote. All right. So, right. do we have a motion to take this off of uh, consent? All right. Is there a second? Seconded. All right. Do I have to have a separate public comment on that? Just from a procedure standpoint? No. Um, I don't think we did because we were so. okay. Yeah. So we can vote. President Blyman. Aye. Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, so that has been moved to regular agenda, but first we still have the remaining item on the consent agenda, and we have had a motion and a second on that, and we have had public comment, so we can vote another vote on approving the consent agenda as now it stands. Okay. <laughs> President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations to the vault for having live music, but you're forbidden from having DJs, I believe. The, um, so now we can move on to the regular agenda and we will start with Aura um, because that's only fair. Um, so I would like to offer Sabrina a chance to come up and just tell us a little bit about what your plan is for the space and what you are trying to do. So I'm Sabrina. You have more than three minutes, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, just to come back here, if you are in the neighborhood, the door's always open, and I don't understand why you would have never come in to just even present yourself and your concerns. Uh, guys, this is not an opportunity for a back and forth. So what we want to hear from you right now, Sabrina, what is, is about your plans for the space and what you're hoping yes, to do. And, yeah. um, doors, like I said, doors always open. I'm there at night. Um, I am a very small space. I know this place used to be a legacy in uh, San Francisco as Z's Candy. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I took that space, because um, I I'm a native and I love the little pieces of history. Um, I am a very small space. I am a wine bar. Um, I am not trying to bring 10 DJs and I'm not trying to bring three band members um, to my space. Um, I do have a door um, that is my only exit. Being um, 49, I was granted capacity 49 which doesn't require other like building ventilation. Um, I do have um, the air purifiers in the back. I am installing a fan. Um, yeah, I'm not here on Polk to rage any parties. I just would like to have some sort of entertainment for my guests. Um, and so I guess the question is, are you going to be, you are required to close your doors and your windows while entertainment is happening, and is that something you're prepared to to do during oh yeah, no, I'm aware of my guidelines for that. Um, I have been in the industry for 10 years. Um, my husband and I also own a restaurant. Um, Aura has been in the making for a long time. I do understand the guidelines that I have to follow. Um, yeah, I just think it would be a good addition to Polk. Not trying to have anything that's too crazy. It's not what I'm into either. Um, but just some form of entertainment also to support our artists. Um, yeah, that's it. Further questions for the applicant? Anybody online, commissioners? All right, uh, thank you very much. You can have a seat. 
All right, now that we've heard that, do we have any discussion? Anybody want to bring anything up before we entertain motions? I have a couple comments, I think. Um, and, and this is coming from a person that one was a resident for a very long time. I lived on Larkin and Bush, just a block away from the Polk Street corridor. Um, Polk Street's a very, uh, I would say, delicate balance. And it can, when it's not occupied, when we don't have a lot of occupancy on Polk, it can be very problematic. And what I've learned over the years, especially when I did all the liquor licenses, is in the long run, occupancy really helps a neighborhood. And it keeps it vibrant, and it keeps it economically feasible. Um, but I also want to recognize that um, we do take feedback very serious. Um, and I think my suggestion in the future is it's always better to engage the licensee up front if the opportunity exists. It may have in this case. I think it might have. Uh, it's also important to reach out to the commission early on and also to the district police station because then we have more information in front of us in advance. Um, and what I've also learned over the decades is sometimes it's just a miscommunication of the true business model. And in fact, people panic because they see entertainment or they see a liquor license and they think the worst. When in fact, quite frequently, and this is speaking from a lot of years of experience, it actually ends up working out quite well and quite successfully. So um, I'm not really going anywhere with this other than I think um, we are or speaking for myself at least, uh, I do want to be sensitive to, to the community, but I think we also always want to seek that economic vitality uh, of the overall neighborhood because that's what keeps it safe. Boarded up buildings are, are very dangerous. So those are my comments. I just think I want to reiterate too that, that due to zoning, um, entertainment is restricted in this neighborhood uh, after 10 p.m. Right. So there's an extra hour of, of silence compared to other LLPs. It, I, I have one more comment, I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, the other part is there are residents above, and um, I often always tried to d defer to those people that were most affected, and in this case, from all appearances, they remain silent. Thank you. Any other comments or questions from commissioners? All right, do we wanna entertain motions? I move to approve. Is there a second? Second. All right, we have moved this to the regular agenda. Does that mean we have to have another public comment procedurally? Yes. Um, I think so. We just probably should safe. just to be safe. So yeah. I'd like to open this up for public comments on this agenda item. You're welcome to come back up because it's now a separate agenda item. I don't think I need to make any further points other than to say thank you for taking the time, you know, to discuss this and hear from the applicant. Um, the only live music in that area right now, since Encore Karaoke has closed, is live jazz at T.P. Acero one night a week from 7 to 9. You know, and I, I wish your wine bar well. In fact, I did not stop in because the first, in the first two weeks that it was open, um, there were two nights where someone living across the street had to get up and on the street side, come down, cross the street and complain because of the volume of the amplified music. And so that's the background for why I'm expressing concerns about this business now. Thank you. 
All right, we have a motion. Is there any further public comment? There are no more public comments for this item. Got it. All right, we'll close public comment and we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations. Um, I would recommend connecting with our neighbors. Um, I also know the, uh, if you don't, I know the property manager upstairs very well. So if, the, if there's any help in that, let me know. Um, he's a friend of mine. All right, so moving along, we can get to the actual regular, regular agenda. Uh, so I'll turn things over to Deputy Director, or Senior Analyst Rice to introduce this first application. Thank you, President Blyman. Um, so for the next permit on our agenda, uh, we're going to be hearing from Noise Pop uh, regarding their jam permit application for their 20th Street block party at their new location on Valencia Street on Saturday, October 15th. So now in its ninth year, Noise Pop is presenting its 20th Street block party to benefit mission district-based organizations, 826 Valencia and La Casina. The block party has been previously held at 20th and Brand Streets, but this year they are moving the event to the Valencia Street corridor from 18th Street to 21st Street and incorporating 19th and 20th Streets from Guerrero to Lexington. So this Freed Mission Street Festival will showcase a variety of independent and emerging musical artists, local restaurants, as well as small businesses and artisans selling their wares. Expected attendance is 2,000 plus people. EC staff has recommended bringing this event to a commission hearing due to the event's new location, the multiple sensitive receptors at that location, and the density of the jam-permitted businesses in the area. If approved, their jam permit would allow Noise Pop to host extended hours of outdoor entertainment and amplified sound from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., plus a sound check beforehand, and would allow them to exceed the standard six-hour maximum per day. Our inspector will be working with the applicant during the sound check to determine appropriate sound levels for the event based on police code article 15.1 section 1060.16. Festival staff will also be checking their sound limits throughout the entire event. You'll see in your commission folder the jam permit application, the event summary and general overview, their proof of neighborhood outreach to affected neighbors, a copy of their site plan, there was actually no opposition to this permit, and we did not receive any recommendation from Mission Station within the response window, and we assume that they have no issues with the amendment, or with the permit, rather. Um, here to speak with you tonight is Julie Zielinski from Noise Pop. Um, I'm going to bring her in to present. And you'll see the uh, staff recommendations um, in the memo for this permit. So, uh, Julie, if you can hear me, please unmute yourself. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Great. Hi, everybody. Sorry I couldn't be there in real life. I do have uh, my colleague, Isa, who is uh, present there today. Um, so, yeah, so uh, basically Dylan did all my homework for me and said most of the stuff I was, <laughs> I was reciting before this happened. <laughs> Um, but as he said, um, we've done this in the past on 20th and Bryant, and our office has moved over to Valencia. We share an office now with McSweeney's, um, which is part of 826 Valencia. Um, so we've decided to bring it over there. Um, 
we have reached out to neighbors. Um, we're planning on having a, um, you know, a DB person on site day of. We've been uh, posting flyers, uh, visiting with all the businesses, um, with pretty much mostly uh, positive reinforcement. Um, we will have an ambassador on site that will be dealing with neighborhood complaints. Um, we also have had a hotline added, um, and so far all of our calls have been like, how do we get involved in this, <laughs> which is great. Um, and yeah, the mission is basically to, you know, bring, um, you know, some community to the neighborhood and support local businesses and, and a lot of, you know, one of our stages is 100% local bands. So um, we've been doing this for years. And uh, I think that's mostly what I have to say along with Dylan's. Does anyone have any questions? Uh, commissioners, just for the record, I'm just gonna read the three recommendations that for, from staff. Um, so we recommend approving with the good neighbor policy, uh, recommend the permit holder shall adhere to the sound limit set by the EC sound inspector in advance of the event in accordance with police code article 15.1 section 1060.16. And we are recommending that they coordinate with other jam permitted businesses in the event footprint to mitigate sound impacts on neighbors as well as their respective program. That's a lot to say, thank you. All right, comments from commissioners. How many stages are there gonna be? Sorry if I missed that. Um, I don't think I did say that. It's uh, three stages, so we're doing like a main stage um, between 20th and 21st, and then there's a small stage between 18th and 19th, and then Text Me Records, which lives, uh, their studio lives on 19th and Lexington. We're gonna do just like a little outdoor DJ stage that they're gonna curate. Great, thank you. I've, I've been in the past when it was on 20th and Bryant and loved it, so I'm oh. uh, looking forward to seeing what it looks like in its new location. Thank you. All right, thank you for presenting. Doesn't sound like there's any more questions. Uh, sticking with uh, the process we've been doing tonight, we'll entertain motions first. Do we have any motions? I move to approve. Is there a second? Second. All right, now I'd like to open things up for public comment. Are there any public comments on this agenda item? There are no public comments on this item. All right, we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, Noise Pop. That sounds really exciting. Um, <laughs> The next agenda item is one that I have to recuse myself for, the next permit, because it's a business that I own. So I'm going to step into the back and turn things over to, <laughs> that's a dog snoring, uh, <laughs> Vice President Camino. I'm going to disappear. Okay. Thank you, President Blyman. Okay, so let's see. We're going back to the deputy director. That's right. I'll read this. <laughs> 
So the next permit on our regular agenda is for an LLP permit for California Jacks, which is located at 1548 California Street. California Jacks, previously known as Soda Papinski's, recently changed their DBA name and is now also a bottle shop selling craft beer for patrons to take home. The business plans to bring in live musicians, including DJs and cowboys with guitars singing lonesome prairie tunes. Please note that because this business is located in the Polk Street NCD, the end time for entertainment is restricted to 10 p.m. The business distributed 83 letters to their surrounding business and commercial neighbors. In your file, you will see that they received one letter of support and another letter that requests standard conditions be applied to the permit, such as doors and windows remaining closed during entertainment and that they end by 10 p.m. The reason this permit is on our regular agenda is because there were recently a few 311 complaints submitted about the business's indoor trivia night, which is not entertainment. We've not received any more complaints about their trivia since August 17th. And then on August 28th, we did receive an anonymous 311 complaint about their music being too loud, um, but the business was not hosting any entertainment at the time. So the complaint may have been erroneously lodged on California Jacks. Northern Station uh, did not have any added conditions. And here to speak with you this evening is their manager, Brooke Lloyd. Hi, everyone. Um, thanks so much for your time. Uh, that was a great summary, but um, I'm going to probably repeat a few things, so I uh, apologize for that, but um, uh, I'll get right to it. Um, my name is Brooke Lloyd. I'm the general manager for California Jacks, um, as was mentioned. This is previously Soda Popinski's for 10 years uh, before we changed the overall bar concept um, and um, vibe. Uh, we are asking for a limited live music permit for our space um, and for a couple main reasons. One is uh, we love local musicians and local artists and we would love to pay them to have gigs in our space. Second is uh, we believe that live music will help us uh, bring in new customers from our neighborhood. Um, we're still at about 60% of sales, of pre-COVID sales, so we're trying to get uh, back up to where we were before. Um, as for our plan, uh, so we plan on having just ambient music uh, that customers can still sit around and talk to each other. This is a neighborhood bar, so we want to have it be a social space, even if there is live music. Um, there'll be DJs spinning, uh, bluegrass artists, uh, that type of ambient thing. Um, as was mentioned, for some reason, Ben Blyman, our owner, is obsessed with having a sad cowboy sing Lonesome Prairie songs. Uh, so we may have that. Um, <laughs> not sure how that's going to work out, though. Uh, um, <clears throat> couple things to note. We will always have our own PA system, and, and we will uh, never let the artists actually control that music volume. Um, that's something that we'll always have. We'll always have a manager present, so either Ben or myself or Robbie, the other manager, will be there 100% of the time uh, overseeing this. Um, We'll also always have the windows and doors shut. Uh, we know that there was a complaint about trivia, um, and we'll always have those shut. Um, also worth noting um, is that live music does have to start at, stop at 10 p.m. in our neighborhood, uh, so we won't have live music after 10 p.m. Um, we've reached out to literally hundreds of neighbors via email and text, uh, and we've talked to neighbors uh, either in passing and walking through the neighborhood or when they come in as patrons to the bar, um, and we've spoken with the manager of the SRO uh, that is above us, uh, and everyone is in 
enthusiastic support of this and really excited to have some new things and fresh things in the neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> and uh, um, lastly, uh, if we do encounter any uh, questions, we will have uh, our cell phones ready and available. Um, the phone for the bar is actually forwarded to the owner. Uh, and so we will um, be quick to respond to anything that we hear from the neighbors and, and reach out to them uh, to make sure that they're um, happy. Uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Brooke. Okay, commissioners, does anyone have uh, any questions? I wanna, this is Laura, I wanna know more about the cowboy and the Lonesome Prairie <laughs> tunes, but should I direct those questions to uh, Ben uh, outside of the context of this, it sounds like? <laughs> I think it's going to fall under the trivia night. I don't think that's entertainment. <laughs> I, it, it, it's kind of harsh to say that the, the trivia night is not entertaining, which is, I think, what was just said. Agreed. Ben can take it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay, we're going to follow the new protocol. Let's entertain a motion. Motion to approve. Do I have a second? Second. Awesome. Okay. Uh, do we have public comment? There are no public comments for this item. Okay. Seeing none, public comment is closed. Can we have a vote? Yes, Vice President Camino. Yes. <laughs> Commissioner <laughs> Falzon. Aye. Uh, Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Okay, President Blyman, are you coming back? <laughs> well, we're just curious. Denied. Why the obsession with the Lonesome Cowboy song, <laughs> singer? We are no longer on this agenda item, so I'm not allowed to discuss that <laughs> matter. Um, we can take that offline. I'll, I'm into it. Um, I think we have two, one or two more permits, and we'll just keep things moving along here. So, Deputy Director Azevedo. The next permit on our regular agenda is for a POE permit for Dahlia Lounge, located at 1799 Mission Street. This location was previously the Armory Club and held a POE permit from our office. The new business is a cocktail forward lounge, and they are applying for a POE permit so they can host comedy nights, live bands, and DJs. They are currently open five days per week, but hope to be open seven days with entertainment allowed until 2 a.m. daily. The business hand-delivered some letters. They'll speak more to that uh, when they come up. And um, it's actually over here physically if you'd like to take a look at the letter since it didn't make it into the file digitally. Senior Inspector Zavrina went out and set a sound limit for them, which you will see below in the staff recommendations. Uh, there was no opposition for this permit, and Mission Station had no added conditions. So here to speak with you this evening is the General Manager, Nick Callahan. Hi, good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you for hearing us this, uh, this evening. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been in the city since 96. Been in the food and wine industry since I was 15. Um, most recently, I opened Park Chalet, uh, Beach Chalet, and Fiorella, which, uh, Fiorella Sunset, uh, just during the pandemic, mostly because I was bored. Um, recently, I came on as the general manager to redesign the bar. Um, did that solo until about a month ago. Um, I brought on Anastasia. Uh, she is our assistant GM, bar manager, whatever uh, you want to call them. Uh, I am always on premise. If I'm not there, then she is there. Um, 
formerly, uh, I was at Beatbox for about six years. Um, that was a really fun venue. It's now Halcyon. We did not have any noise complaints that I'm aware of in the six years that I was there. Uh, I only bring up these previous places so that you uh, hopefully see that it's under good hands. Um, we had one complaint uh, uh, from a neighbor. I don't know who it was. Um, and I was informed of that when they came to check the sound levels. Um, previously, the Armory Club has retrofitted the place with uh, soundproofing. When the gentleman inspector came to set our sound limits, he went outside while the, the windows and doors were closed, and he literally had to lean up against the window to, to hear any noise at all. So uh, props to the Armory Club for that. Uh, and I turned it up louder than I've ever heard it in there. Um, we are hopefully looking forward to having, like uh, was previously mentioned, comedy nights, um, trivia nights, uh, anything that we can do to uh, you know, entertain the community. Uh, the one noise complaint that we did get, uh, I wrote up a letter, uh, I have it here, that I posted, laminated and posted on the apartment building that is above us, um, right above their buzzer, and just said that we hadn't been properly introduced. Uh, the staff and myself would like to, uh, to say hello, uh, give them a 20% discount on beverages and alcohol. We understand living above a bar can get a bit noisy, so if you ever want us to turn it down, we're happy to oblige. I put my personal cell phone number on there as well as Anastasia's and the owner's uh, phone number, and we haven't heard anything from them. Uh, I also have spoken to, I think, everyone that lives in the building personally as they've come in and out, you know, building a bar, I'm there all the time. I slept there like nine times just trying to get it open in time. Um, additionally, uh, I started a neighborhood appreciation night on Thursday evenings from 6 to 9, so a little happy hour. Um, I posted a dozen of those on every apartment building within one block radius on Mission and also on 14th Street, really just reaching out and trying to get to know everybody um, and tell everybody, hey, we're back. I know the Armory Club is a really popular spot in the neighborhood, and it's really kind of on an island away from 16th. It's one of the only places people can go and enjoy a beverage. Uh, so we're looking to continue that uh, neighborhood feel, uh, being a neighborhood bar uh, for happy hour. We also want to entertain um, jazz and um, DJs and things like that on the weekends. Um, in preparation for this meeting, this hearing, I put up a dozen uh, notes, I guess you would call them. This is the hard copy that I brought you. I'm sorry I couldn't get you that uh, PDF. Just basically introducing ourselves, um, saying what we wanted to do, and I posted that again on all of the apartment buildings within a one, uh, one block radius each way. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Anastasia, do you want to say anything? I think you covered it all. Cool. Um, any questions for me? Any questions from the commissioners online? All right, no questions from me. Sounds straightforward. Thank you, folks. Yep, you can have a seat. Uh, do we want to entertain motions? To approve. There's a motion to approve. Is there a second? I second. All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comments on this item. All right, we will close public comment and we can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, it's been approved. Um, if you haven't yet, you should check with your neighbors, the derelicts at Standard Deviant. You know very well, make sure they're on board with your plans. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that the final permit that we're working on? No, I believe we have one more. Okay. We got a long one tonight. All right. Uh, Deputy Director Azevedo. 
The but. final permit on our regular agenda this evening is for a POE permit for Candlestick Park, located at 747 Third Street. The bar and restaurant is located down by Oracle Park and was previously <laughs> the Polo Grounds and O'Neill's Irish Pub. The new owner is applying for the POE permit so he can host live bands, DJs, and comedy acts as a way to bring in customers on non-game days. Our senior inspector is scheduling their sound test, and a limit will be applied to their permit. In your file, you'll see an outreach letter that they distributed to 20 neighboring commercial and residential buildings. Additionally, they received eight letters of support, which are included in your file, and there were no um, opposition notes submitted. Southern Station approves the permit with their standard condition, which is outlined below. And here to speak to you this evening is Barbara Perzigian on behalf of the owner, Dave O'Keefe. Thank you. Um, nice to be here, except it's not nice to be here. Dave is just not here because his mother just passed away. And so he and the family had to go back to Ireland um, to bury their mother. So, um, so you have me. Um, I've worked with Dave for years now. I know what kind of businesses he runs. I know I manage one of his businesses, the Hotel Via, that's around the corner from the bar. Um, this bar is, I'll tell you, I've been working down there on, in South Beach neighborhood for years now, and we all, the businesses, the residents, we all have this one thing that we're trying to do down there, which is build a real neighborhood. It's just kind of there, there's stuff there, but there's no real neighborhood. And there's these little pieces of things that are missing that might make it a real neighborhood. Retail is one of them. But um, I feel like a bar like this in Nashville, we feel, because my neighbors have all like signed letters of support, uh, we feel that a little Nashville-style bar down there that would have live music would, do, would be a real good addition to the neighborhood. It would give people somewhere to go that's right in the neighborhood. It would bring people there for things other than baseball. And... Um, the idea is to do like blues or, or jazz or country and even do like open mic nights so we can give the aspiring um, artists someplace to go to have open mic nights. And um, nothing crazy, nothing outrageous, but just a place where people can come and hang out and listen to music, live music, while they're having a drink and eating some food. Um, I, I believe something like this would, we all believe down there, that something like this would be one of those little pieces in, the, in our continuing efforts in South Beach to build a real neighborhood. We're, the bar is mostly surrounded by commercial, so it wouldn't really be bothersome to anybody. There's, there's, there are apartment buildings in various directions. Um, Dave O'Keefe owns one of the apartment buildings, so he's not going to do anything that's going to, um, you know, dis disturb his tenants. Um, and we have support, we have good support from all of our neighbors. So um, I think I could tell you this right now. Dave O'Keefe has been down in that neighborhood for a long time, and he's not going to let anything untoward go on over there but it is going to be a real asset to add something nice like this, like a little, like I said, a little Nashville-style music venue to, um, to the mix that's down there. 
Um, the manager of the bar is Adam Andrew. He's right over here. Um, he is there all the time. And also, I could tell you that they use the same security that we use at the hotel that we've been using for a long time. We always have security. They always have security. And um, our security people are some of the best in the city, by the way. All right. Um, any questions for the presenter, the applicant, while she's here? All right. You can have a seat, and we'll discuss motions. Any comments from commissioners? All right. Uh, do we have any motions to proceed? I move to approve. Is there a second? Second. All right. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comments for this item. All right. We can vote. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Comino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right. It's been approved. Thank you very much. You can follow up with our staff at your earliest uh, convenience. That doesn't need to be tonight, but <laughs> when you're ready. All right. Uh, that is the last item on our uh, permit application agenda, if I'm not correct. You are definitely correct. Fantastic. So the last agenda item is number eight, which is commissioner's comments or questions. What do we got? How are we doing, team? <laughs> I'm tired. Congratulations, uh, Commissioner Falzon, on uh, raising the flag oh, tomorrow. You. Yes. <laughs> thank you. What's the occasion again? It's Malta's Independence Day. Oh, okay. Got it. From uh, England, actually. Man, who said that Maltese Falzon thing before? Because that was a gold pun. That was, that was me. That was quite good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got no legs at Hollywood. It's like a headline. It should be a chronicle. There, Maltese Falzon. All right. Um, I don't have anything specific to say other than... The draft regs that the ABC released for outdoor alcohol sales for shared spaces are a disaster. And I, I just don't understand how there can be a body that's so detached, not just from the day-to-day -day work that, that bars and restaurants have to do in the state, but from the proposed agenda of their own boss, the governor. So I was surprised the reform didn't get any legs. It's just shocking to me that where they stand. So we're going to have some more work cut out for us on that, but it's just unbelievable that they're going to try to outlaw outdoor alcohol service at, by, by, practically so, after we Did I hear correctly, her. we didn't roll over the off-sale? I thought that was going to be... Off-sale, it That's did roll over for restaurants. It has to be accompanied with food. Okay. Yeah. So we try to get it for bars as well. Yeah. All right. Um, any public comment on my ramblings? <laughs> there are no more public comments on this item. All right. We will close this agenda item and we will conclude this meeting at exactly 7.04 p.m. Thank you very much, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Good night.